Well, welcome back to Open to Truth, a podcast all about exploring big ideas and discovering truth together. My name's Clint. Hey, I'm Tony. Welcome back. And uh, just wanted to let you guys know, some of you who know me personally will already know this, but kind of a big update in my life as far as housekeeping goes. Uh, this house is about to gain another member. My wife and I are expecting our first child, so that's exciting. It's amazing, man. And um, yeah, baby is due October 8th. And so I am, you know, in the midst of getting the house ready and whatnot for that. I'm also trying to get my mental life ready mm. and my soul ready. I've wanted to be a parent for a long time, a long time. I was fortunate enough to have really good parents and especially a really good dad who, who showed me from a young age what being a good dad looks like. And I've wanted that. So mm -hmm. I'm keen, but it means I've got a lot of ideas, a lot of questions, stuff I'm wrestling with. Uh, I might be getting ahead of myself, given that the first task is just keep the infant alive. Sure. But I'm already thinking down the road. We can think down the road. Yeah. Is that okay? Yeah. So I have at least a few questions I want to bring to the discussion today mm -hmm. that I think will be interesting. You're a parent. I'm about to be a parent. I know there are parents listening, maybe further along the journey. Um, I need disclaimers. Uh, I'm not a child developmental psychologist oh good yeah yeah uh, i'm not a counselor or therapist <laughs> yeah 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 uh this could be really bad advice yeah none so of this is parenting <laughs> advice this is just a conversation where we we're try just to thinking about it yeah discovering truth together that's, that's i mean that's what it is that's what it is that's having a is. conversation yeah that you, you we have had while working out or on mm -hmm. the back deck just and now we're having it here now a, a little you. more streamlined yeah format okay so i've been thinking big level about what's the goal of parenting that's a great story. How place. do you know when you've succeeded as a parent? What's the goal? And again, first week or two, it's like, keep this thing alive. Maybe a bit longer than the first week or two. Mm -hmm. That's kind of a given the whole time. Keep them alive. Any other goal predicates on that in a way. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah. But when you step back and you think big picture, okay, your kid is now, I don't know, they're an adult now, and they're about to leave the home and step out into the world. How do you know... Is, is your job done as a parent then? Presumably not. This, the relationship just changes. Mm -hmm. But what would successful parenting look like? And I think it's something like... Or maybe the 0 to 18 yeah. while you're their guardian. Good, good. Let's focus on that. Tell me if you agree with this. That the goal is to produce or help, help train this human, this person, to navigate the world and life's challenges... Um, and navigate themselves and their own, um, what would you call it, shortcomings, vices. Uh, at some point, they need to leave the nest and can't depend on me to make decisions for them. They need to be equipped with critical thinking, reasoning, uh, the ability to gather evidence, weigh evidence, make decisions, bear those consequences. Mm -hmm. Autonomy. That's what I'm getting at, is autonomy. So... So um, use the metaphor of navigate mm. or, and then managing autonomy well. I was waiting for some kind of normative, normative claim to go with it, like that it has to be done well or yes. in an excellent way. Because in a way, that's what we're all doing is navigating. Because the, the metaphor of navigation, and you can imagine a, a sailor with that um, spin wheel at the helm of a ship yep. and maybe a map's out. And you'd want to know where you're going. Mm -hmm. So just being able to like go over some waves of an ocean yes. is great. Like it's nice to have a seaworthy vessel. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know how far to push the metaphor. Yeah, yeah. No, but I get what you're saying. What are you aiming at? Yeah. Where are you headed? And I think 
this is where like the virtue ethicists have described like becoming a type of person, a mm-hmm. virtuous person. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I want. I'd like I I would like to build that into the goal of what I'm trying to do with my children. Mm-hmm. Not that they have to be morally perfect by any means. That would be but incredible like, if they on were. the trajectory of becoming virtuous. Okay. Across good. a whole span of virtues. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. Raising virtuous people that seems like a noble goal mm-hmm. um i'm wondering though how and when do you help kids uh come to understand say vices in themselves that they will need to overcome um or even even ways that other people live behaviors uh content that they might want to consume you and i each day to day are making decisions about those sorts of things. What are we going to look at? What are we going to fill our minds with? What kinds of, what kind of language are we going to use? How are we going to talk? All of that. Mm-hmm. And there's something I think a little unsavory we would all say about like a four-year-old who's cussing a bunch. I mean, oh, apart yeah. from it being sort of funny because it's like so shocking. Yeah. If a four-year-old really had a potty mouth, we would think that is, that's not appropriate for a four-year-old to be speaking that way. Mm-hmm. But it might, depending on the context, be appropriate for a 24-year-old to speak that way. Um, If we're just talking about swearing or something, those might be useful words that are needed at times to communicate strong, powerful emotions or ideas. Mm -hmm. I think we're on the same page there. So how do you, when do you give your kids the tool of swear word? You know, this is a tool you can use in appropriate contexts and it's actually really useful, but there's a lot of contexts you shouldn't use it in. Mm Mm-hmm. How do you avoid introducing that to them too young and then expand that to not just swear words? but And, and of course, like anything. all of the this whole discussion and the decision of when to allow things is already, you know, predicated upon the power dynamic of you as a parent. Hmm. I can make you not do things. I'm nervous. You say that. I am nervous about this kid just calling my bluff at some point. I say, go to your room. No, make me. Well, yeah, and then you do. Well, I guess you when can. he's small, I could. That's the yeah. thing. I mean, just really on the nose, there's a power dynamic between the parent and the child. I'm not saying to always wield it or to do it harshly, mm. but the mere fact that they are small and you are big, you are their parent, they do inherently usually like look up to you and you're their anchor. I- yeah, yeah, idealize you. Mm-hmm. Um, they want to listen to what you say. They want to please you generally. Mm-hmm. And so you have to steward that power well. I think mm-hmm. what you're asking is framed in the context of the parent is stewarding the power dynamic well. Yes. Because well, you could, uh, anything that you deem as bad as an adult to do, like you could adopt the strategy of, I will not allow any of it ever. Well, totally. And But then I think we would both say, like the totally strict parent is setting their kid up for failure mm-hmm. by not allowing um, a somewhat safe, ground within the home or within the guardian context of the zero through 18 to try out these different adult activities Mm -hmm. where the cost of mistake is low yes even i mean i'm just thinking there's an analogy there between even physically dangerous or challenging things should you let your kids skateboard like yeah they're gonna fall down and scrape their knee but that's not yeah. yeah or worse or break an arm that's not a good reason to never let them skateboard, though. If mm-hmm. part of raising a competent adult is they need to learn how to grapple with risk, danger, 
physical pain or how to spatial where is their body all of that you Mm -hmm. know balance so i guess in this role of guardian you have the ability to control what comes into your home to an extent just how much of the what goes on in the world um, gets communicated to your kids is is probably very little. Like your your kids' world is much much smaller. Oh, uh, you mean like world news? Even? Yeah, or yeah. like yeah. Oh, there's a genocide happening in some country. It, probably not going to talk to your four year old about that. Mm-hmm. But at some point, it would be good to know what's going yeah. on on the global. And of course, scale. like someone with a different political persuasion might think otherwise. But yeah, like I, for instance, I did not. Dem- uh, show them the George Floyd video. Right. I ha- actually have not given it that much thought. I was just thinking of something in the news that was yep. violent. Yep. And that's a disturbing thing to watch. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there are some families who had their young kids watch that. Mm-hmm. Now, just for context, so at this point we're recording this, my kids are, I have four that are seven and under. Yes. Right. They're young kids. Uh, seven, six, two, and infant. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. If I really wanted to and felt passionately about this, I could have my seven-year-old watch that and we could have a big discussion about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't volunteer that into our into our lives or space, you know. Do you think... Um... But sorry, I, I, maybe I didn't answer your question. That's an example of a world thing. Not all major world events are f- trickling into the home. I don't yes. feel the need to inform keep my kids informed about yeah even local yeah things right right totally um but at some point it will be helpful for them to get a larger picture of Mm -hmm. what goes on in the world including as as like the i think the development process and even the schooling and they just are given more autonomy by society in a way other adults will treat them as though i had given them autonomy yep like um just there's there are these kind of unspoken cultural norms that I wouldn't even be able to articulate mm-hmm. that you just know kind of instinctually what topics are okay to broach with what age of children. Totally. Now, here's the wrinkle, I think. The internet seems like a great equalizer. Mm-hmm. And I don't know at what age you started getting online. I wasn't allowed to get an email address till I was 13, I think. Because of Hotmail's terms of service and stuff. That's back when Hotmail was a thing. Yeah. Um, But, you know, like a... Let's say I've met plenty of 10-year-olds who play Minecraft and familiar with the internet and whatnot. Um, And say they go to some site like Reddit, they are interacting with adults and it's all anonymous and nobody knows how old anybody is. Oh, man. And that sort of knowing what's appropriate to talk to a 10-year-old about, there's no context clues for you so they run the risk of running into all kinds of really adult themes pretty early on and maybe this is a whole conversation in and of itself how do you how do you help your kids navigate the internet properly i might be a whole other thing i mean i have not done anything about that yet in our Mm. household Um, now that you're saying it i'm feeling a little bit convicted that it's probably soon Mm. Mm -hmm. i mean so hannah was in kindergarten and we did homeschooling, and now this is being recorded in the summer before her um, second grade year. Yeah. So it's coming, man. It's coming soon. Yeah, I'm sure. Sh- I'm sure her friends will have some kind of little tablet or phone. Yep. Thing at school that has internet access. Yeah. So then, at a certain point, there is no 
public there's no uh you know device in the home that she could easily get on the internet yeah right right, now right right but when there are friends with phones and tablets and stuff at school that almost is like a um a deadline on when some topics need to be broached with your kid otherwise you won't have a a say in how they get introduced to this stuff it'll just be their friends or whoever yeah so Mm. that's got me uh nervous about the future i mean that's we're here in 2021 by the time Mm. this kid is using a phone we might not have phones and they might all just be neural links who knows how i'm gonna help this kid navigate the internet but um but I guess I am wondering, like, I know the rule in my house growing up was I wasn't allowed to watch any, you know, the ratings that we have on movies, TV yeah, shows, yeah. stuff like that. It's they followed di- them closely. Well, huh? a bit different in the States. What's yours? PG-13? Yep. And then what's above that? R. And I think you need to be 17 to see it. R is 17. Okay. So in Australia, it goes, I think, PG-13, M-15, then MA-15, and then R. We have two M-1s. Hmm. But anyway, the system in my house was... If if the rating says like 15 plus and you're not 15, you cannot watch it. Because if that's the world's standards, how much more than like as yeah. Christians or followers of Christ should we be careful about what we're filling our minds with and we should set our standards even a bit higher. Um, and That's so interesting, dude. The filling, the whole, um, that phrase of filling our minds with mm-hmm. seems like it is connected to what we started with with like developing the virtuous person and surely the the virtuous person isn't dwelling on evil things all the time you know all the time that yeah you know not uh but the virtuous person does encounter it even Mm -hmm. entertains it at times and chooses against it totally yes well, that, uh, no, I want to so go further than that. That's what makes them virtuous at times mm. is when you encounter it in yourself and still turn it down. Mm-hmm. Hooray, that's some virtue. So, yes. Sorry, I cut you off. There. No, no. And I mean, we could tell anecdotes all day of different little quirks that our upbringings or other people we've heard of mm-hmm. have with their kids. Like there was a family um, at a church I was a part of who would edit. He He would take, the dad would take the, final cut version of disney films and edit out in particular i'm remembering shrek the movie shrek had the a word in it a few times did it okay jokingly uh, i th- i think it was a little bit tongue-in-cheek given that he's a donkey. shrek's companion is yeah. an ass right uh and so they would joke about that and he would cut that out and censor it right thought that was fascinating <laughs> that is fascinating so here's this qu- you this is a fine movie. The The rest of the content, the theme is good. I just don't like the swear word. Do not hear that swear. Don't hear it. Don't hear it because then you might say it. I guess so. And let, So let's actually use this example. to. Yeah, that'd be good. Could we? To run with it. So let's, let's think through the fear mm-hmm. or the worry that the parent has and see if it's that concerning. And mm-hmm. I don't, I really apologize if you're, that guy happens to be listening, but I'm not trying to throw it under the bus. I make some different choices as a parent also but this one is i think particularly helpful like puts a pin on it yep so you don't want them to hear the word obviously right that has to be the motivation that's, we can't ask that guy but that's seems what like you, it that's what you've stopped them from doing is yeah. hearing it so yeah so pr- presumably you want to prevent something from happening had they heard it yeah 
which I think would be speaking it or Googling it. Yeah, speaking it, I guess. Mm -hmm. Is there any damage done just from the hearing of it? <laughs> you know, <laughs> that you would want to avoid? Uh, there are some things that are truly shocking to even take on. That it would even run some bandwidth in your mind, like some really shocking language. I don't think Shrek has that. Yeah. But, I mean, let your mind wander. What do you mean, take up bandwidth? Or I mean, just... um. <laughs> Just to have it even come across the ticker tape of the mind, the the content of the language is so shocking. Yeah, that I would it's, want. It's disturbed you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Could be disturbing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like, I'm not even. I'm so at that point. Just to be clear, and maybe it's annoyingly clear, I'm not trying to just stop them from saying that thing again. You don't want. Them I don't want them exposed to the. Yeah. The gravity this, of it. Just like, just like, there's some Eminem songs. Uh, the lyrics are just shocking. What he's describing. That's right. And I don't need my kids to even imagine that. Mm -hmm. You know. <laughs> but that's not what was happening in the Shrek. It's not like whole passages were removed. It's just a word, mm -hmm. and that to me, I don't know. Um, yeah. Well, man, the you don't want them to st start saying it a bunch. I think that's the main thing. Okay. More so in that case, more so than hearing it. Yeah. And why is that? Back to your point earlier, you don't want the potty mouth well, four-year-old? Because, because I want my kids to be the kind of people that other people enjoy having around. Mm -hmm. uh, so that they are given more and more opportunities. And a mature life. adult has regulated their use of swear words. That's right. But upon learning one of the sharpest words that can be said, mm -hmm. I think a toddler would be prone to use it with wanton abandon. Yeah, certainly. Given the reaction, reaction yeah. he'd probably be getting. Totally. You'd be loving it. Yeah. yeah. So so in that case, it's not... The particularly coarse swear words, let's say the, the F word, mm -hmm. maybe the S word, mm -hmm. the C word. Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. uh, more common where you're from. Yeah, it's very much more common where I'm from. <laughs> and maybe like piecing some of those together and different yeah. compound words. Mm -hmm. You'd you want to avoid. But the A word... Or I remember when we first met, you saying uh, that damn... Was oh, yeah. hardly a swear word at all. In Australia? Yeah. Yeah, no. That shocked me. When I came over here and people told me I was swearing, I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> hell You're as well. You're damn people, Yeah, people were upset with hell over here as well. Oh, sure. Yeah. More in Christian circles, probably. I guess so. Yeah. So. But yeah, I resonate. I don't want my kids to say those things at too young of an age. And like, I don't know. What's... There's some films you could still edit a bunch out of and you probably still wouldn't want them watching. I'm thinking like the strangers. You oh, could edit out sure, the moments yeah. that they stab or something, but like the whole thing is just too tense for a four-year-old. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Or The Departed where everyone gets murdered in the end. I mean, you could edit out all the swear words yeah. and then the content, of course. So now, the argument might be what, what makes it okay to watch that stuff as an adult? Why is it okay to watch a horror film as an adult? Hmm. Should I still not be filling my mind with that stuff? Well, I'm sure there'd be plenty who would say that. Yeah, man. You're getting, I mean, it's a big topic. I've talked a lot about filling minds today. Oh, I think that is, I mean... Dwelling on. It shapes you. What? Uh, it's one way of describing what's happening with parenting. Mm -hmm. You are the steward of their experience in a significant way. Yeah, yeah. And that, that, uh, that role as steward starts to diminish over time. And gets uh, subcontracted out to friends and teachers. Mm -hmm. 
But at least that first five years, I mean, you have a large part of it, maybe friends that you invite into the home, family yeah. members, pastors or whatever, have something to say there and just random community members that they happen across. Now, speaking of that. You know what? Oh, here's something. Just real, Yeah. So just today, um, a friend of mine where I was earlier today uh, had some of his children in uh, the office and they reported that an adult had said a swear word while they were in the bathroom. The adult, they, the adults did not know the kids were in one of the stalls. Yep. yep. See, they're gonna hear it. Gonna so that's it. an example of them going about their kind of re- regular business, something that you can't really mm-hmm. control as a steward without being completely, um, just helicopter parent. Oh my gosh! You know, yeah. Like I'm gonna make sure. Let me go in the bathroom first. And make sure, sure nobody swears. Yeah. So the fact that they're going to encounter even the coarsest of things, they said it was the F word. I don't know mm-hmm. if I just said that already. Okay. No, you didn't. Okay. That's pretty it was cool a swear word, word and it was the F word. Mm-hmm. Uh, I bet I know who said it too. <laughs> no, I don't think. It was, <laughs> there was a whole external okay. gathering there. Um, so it just makes me think that I should, steps need to be taken to prepare them for that eventuality. Yeah. Some of this surely... Right? Or, or Well, you, I'm wondering, for, for that sort of thing, do you address it as it comes up? Like coarse language. That, to me, seems to be sort of... The stakes are low enough there mm-hmm. in terms of damage that can be done that I don't know if you need to be preemptively like, hey, look, there's a bunch of naughty words out there and you might hear some sometimes. Mm-hmm. and Maybe. But it's more like, oh, my kid just swore. Where'd you hear that? Let's talk about when that's appropriate to use and when it's not, you know? Yeah. But other stuff like like the internet, like sex or pornography, that sort of thing, or violent content, I don't, that might be worth not waiting until they encounter it and then, mm-hmm. and then describing how to interact. I'm wondering, you just mentioned a second ago, you can't control who, these, who your kids are going to interact with, the stuff they're going to hear, all of that. Now, mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of adult themes within Christendom and within scripture and the bible uh and certainly i will have some influence there of uh, how and when my kids are introduced to scripture but if they ever go to a, a church and they're in the kids section whatever that is people are going to be teaching them who knows what bible stories they yeah, largely yeah. favor the old testament lots of them and that's where a lot of the violence is there's some pretty hard stuff in the Bible, absolutely, man. Yeah. Does that get a pass because it's it's uh, God approved in that it's in the Bible and it's age appropriate? Because you it, can get kids. Sorry, I keep cutting you off no. right when you're about to answer, but you can get kids Bibles that are the whole Bible, basically. You know, like it's not just here's the stories Jesus told. It's like, yeah. No, and then God flooded everyone and killed them all. Or so to that end, I mean, I I think I might have even said this on the Pete ends episode we did Mm. i have not like let our kids just have free access to bibles (laughs) oh boy now they can i'm sure if they put their mind to it they could like it's in i have a whole stack of or a whole shelf of different you don't have it on lockdown versions on my in my bedroom Mm -hmm. like if they were clever enough which it wouldn't be much they could go in if they were really motivated they could grab it and maybe hide it under their bed i wouldn't notice for a while dude that would be really how funny, funny right your kids were hiding bibles so dad wouldn't notice 
I have to keep it under my bed yeah. so dad doesn't take it like away. It's freaking communist China. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, tell me about your and the re- thinking. And the reason for that is exactly what you said, that I think there are, for the same, for almost the same reason that I wouldn't want them to watch certain portions of Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. I wouldn't want them to read certain portions of the Bible. And at least Game of Thrones wouldn't be touching on like something that is forms such a close part of your identity. Yes. Which is your relationship with God. Right. Um, it's one thing to read about the mountain in Game of Thrones, grabbing someone by the skull and crushing the brains therein with brute strength. Does he do that? I think that, that, that yeah. does happen. Yeah. Okay. Versus like going to church on Sunday and worshiping like the God mm-hmm. of the universe at a church service and proclaiming our love and, Praying him. to him every night at dinner. And then, like, we're going to just go read a story about how like, God struck David's child with Bathsheba dead. Yep. Or, I mean, there's a, the bodies litter the pages of the Old Testament from really bizarre mm-hmm. ends, you know? Yeah. Onan being one of my favorite stories. <laughs> yeah. You just go look that up on your own. Onan. But, yeah, I would, I would, it would give me great pause for them to just have open season, read whatever you want. Like, I mean, think of any other book of literature that has mm-hmm. themes in it that you wouldn't want them reading. Even Song of Solomon. Dude, when I was a when I was a hormone filled teenager <laughs> trying to keep it clean, <laughs> Song of Solomon It's not bad. <laughs> that made it into the bedroom. Like you had that book already. That wasn't being taken away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A Playboy under the bed is stolen, yeah. but that's gonna go. It's Song of Solomon. It's graphic. It is. That's it. It's very many good. translations use the word breast. Yeah, there's a lot of euphemisms and there the laying too. hold thereof, <laughs> climbing the palm tree and laying hold of its fruit. There's all kinds of oh, stuff. Oh man, there. yeah, sure. So, yeah, man, that's I mean that's the long and short of it of why we don't. And then what? So as the, as your kids grow, you'll introduce certain stories at certain times. Now I also admit that I am not the most consistent okay. nor vigilant parent there ever was so we're like we're a part of a church community Mm -hmm. and i am not researching every week what the story is that they're learning about i'm not i haven't been and i probably should if Mm -hmm. i were super consistent and concerned um now how but do you um are you addressing stuff as it comes up though surely yeah your kids Mm -hmm. why did god kill so and so so we just watched the prince of egypt Mm. classic dreamworks film Featuring, What's that DreamWorks? Yep. Great featuring the um, story of Moses. Mm-hmm. And of course, the 10th plague is the slaying of the firstborn. You know, the Passover, the Israelites put blood on the door posts so that the it's spirit of the angel of death, something like that, yeah. passed over the land and anyone without the blood uh, over their, the household would lose their firstborn son, be slain. That's dark. That's a dark, like freaky story mm-hmm. um and the kids cried when we watched it and like and hannah said how could god do such a thing that's so evil that's, that's so really wicked. astute question <laughs> hannah and we responded well that's what the story in the bible says mm-hmm. and probably an effort to not like i don't know and maybe we should have like paused the movie and let's have a whole discussion yeah and there's also other kids there like a little luke who's a little bit younger my son and uh, Jack, so we weren't ready to try to have that with her right then, mm. but definitely worth 
circling back with her and yeah talking about yeah right on i don't know how we want to land this plane i'm just thinking through uh, so what mm-hmm. so my question is like with these different areas like violence and and sex when you i like so i like as a at least a rubric for now of when they go to school uh with people with internet maybe let's say you didn't give them internet yeah eventually they're going to find internet yeah. and internet has everything yes and that little bugger on the bus there's going to be some snot-nosed kid that found the everything that you don't want them to see. That's right. And we'll just be showing everyone. Mm-hmm. Look at this. And whatever horrific thing you can conjure up in your mind, yep. imagine that kid has found uh, through his searching. Yeah. So what, do you, what does it mean to prepare them? Like, And I don't, we don't need to get too weird or graphic, but even with like sexual content, mm. what does it mean to like get them ready for that or expose them to it even dude i don't know because like i mean that obviously i'm not gonna no i mean there's yeah i'm just trying to show my children softcore pornography yeah yeah so that they're more prepared to handle the shock of hardcore or something like that is (laughs) that's demented you know yeah it's just yeah so unnecessary maybe it just means having like a verbal sex talk exchange earlier than you anticipate See, here's the thing. I, I just on the porn thing, I don't see a world where I stop my kid encountering porn. I just don't see that world happening. Yeah. I will not protect them from this forever. Mm-hmm. And so it's one thing to talk about it in advance. Does that then become the self-fulfilling prophecy where you're like, hey, just so you know, there's a bunch of stuff out on the internet. Let me describe what it is and now never go there. <laughs> okay. Um. Or do you just wait? What I wouldn't want, I think, is to not talk about it. They discover it and wander off into this There's a whole secret. field there and, and don't feel like they can talk to me about it for whatever reason. We want, I think, transparency. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Do you preempt it? Probably better to preempt it than not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Better to talk to, yeah. Better to talk about it before Jimmy on the bus shows you. Um, that's good. I just don't know how you then stop them from immediately going, what dad just told me there's a whole, I'm definitely going to check this out, you know? Right. So, oh, and, and when it's, when it becomes Neuralink, dude, oh, dear. and it's in their heads, I mean, I won't give him a Neuralink when he's 10. Right. That's the answer. Yeah. <laughs> Keep him off the network until later. Oh, my but word. at a certain point, I feel like this is how it worked for me. I think this is how it has to work is like at a certain point you need to discover and decide for yourself when sin is poisonous. It's like we talk about this sin as poison view. Mm -hmm. The reason something is sort of declared off limits by God, if that's how you want to think about it is Mm -hmm. because it's not good for you. Like if God really loves you and wants what's best for you, then the the kinds of behaviors he prohibits are those which would not be good for you or would not be best for you. Mm -hmm. You can hear that, but at a certain point, you see it to be true for yourself. It's like, ah, this way that I'm living is actually causing me more problems than I realized. I, I need to choose to walk away from this or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So no amount of me having discussions ahead of time will allow my kid to bypass the cultivation of virtue that needs to take place mm-hmm. in his own heart, you know? 
I can't make him virtuous, I guess. Hmm. Yeah, I agree. I don't know. I don't know if that's so profound. It's it's a little sad. I'm just realizing this is a battle he's going to fight like I've had to. And I don't feel super equipped to help him do a better job navigating it than I did. I mean, what other what other equipment could you even possibly have other than like do you do you just mean some wise wisdom some guidance on because isn't it doesn't yeah. it just come down to what to allow or what not to allow yeah you may or may not do this yeah i mean kind of when the rubber meets the road i mean mm -hmm. you'll see and i'm finding out firsthand is is that there's a whole day like they wake up and here's this whole day of stuff you could do and you're either going to be allowed to do that thing or not and being not allowed means there's consequences. In that's, our household. That's what you mean by not allowed. Hell yeah. Is. <laughs> I can't stand, um, I just in general can't stand threats without punishment. Sure. No, no. I think it's really destructive to the culture you're trying to build yeah, in your house. Yeah, be consistent. Like there's some of these parents that just like yell at the kid. Stop Don't that. stop that. And then they can, and just nothing happens. That. Yeah. Irritates me to death. The kid just I've lives. of course done it, yeah. and I'm mad at myself. <laughs> but we try to keep it few and far between. Like if I, that's what Sarah will often say. Like why'd you like ramp it up or? Because mm -hmm. I don't. I want the initial thing I said to, to be mean taken something. seriously. I like, yeah. don't do that. And now, now I'll have to pause what we're doing or get up and go do a whole session of punishment. <laughs> punishment session. Well, so okay. So let me ask you about that. Uh, it's going out of my way. I'm annoyed to have to do it. How do you, how do you stand by that, and at the same time foster that transparency we were talking about? So let's say, for example, Luke is now 12. You've had a conversation with him about, look, porn's a thing. It's not good. You're not allowed to do it. And then you find out, oh, he has been going places he shouldn't online. And now you're in a tough spot because it's like, well, I said he wasn't allowed. And so I want to punish to show him I'm serious. No, this is good. Yeah. But I also want him to know I completely understand uh, and not feel like this relationship is damaged in some way, that he can be transparent to me about struggles if he's having struggles. Mm -hmm. How do you not alienate? How about this, man? Okay. Get ready for armchair psychologist. Yeah. Here's what I was thinking while you said that. The answer is because there comes a time, and we'll tie it back into theology, there comes a time when sin really does manifest in your life as a poison to yourself. And when that occurs, I no longer need to give external punishments. Mm. So for the porn thing, I think inherently it is damaging to you. Mm -hmm. You have incurred a cost. Mm -hmm. And so I don't... I don't, I'm not sure you do do some like, okay, now you're grounded. And that, that won't cause him to take your rule less seriously? I think it depends on how you talk about it and maybe express uh, sadness or mm -hmm. grief. Maybe not disappointment. Yeah. But just like, this is, I think so that's what's happening in your life. I, I wish it were different. Trust mm -hmm. me. It's not what you want. And mm -hmm. Rather than just, a, so, but when they're little, I think their sins, quote unquote, 
aren't don't normally manifest as much as poison in their life. So hmm. I'm thinking here of I just shared like, off air beforehand. My son this morning, who's two, purposely spilled his cereal all over the table and it got on our cushions of the that's dining annoying. room chair. Because there's milk. That's annoying the, and uh, milk yeah. stinky and yeah. hard to get out. That's annoying. Uh, and just it it really could have not happened. It was on know? purpose. Yep. Yeah. And so sin. He has caused disruption. There's some chaos that's in, been infused in the house. Um the poison that happened was dad and mom are a little less thrilled with Jack. Mm-hmm. And if that kept happening over time, as he moves on into adulthood, he other will people alienate himself. He will alienate himself. Now, he doesn't know that though. Mm-hmm. That has not manifested for him. No. <laughs> he doesn't have the experience uh, unless I'm really over the top making clear that I'm upset. He doesn't really know. Mm-hmm. And so I need to impose an external kind of, or like a, sorry, not an external, maybe an arbitrary mm-hmm. punishment that corresponds to that action. That doesn't, it's not. It curbs the behavior. Inherently tied. I want to stop that behavior. Yeah. Yeah. Does that make sense? I mean. Yes. I think that does make sense. When the things that you're doing wrong start to actually like negatively impact you and you can see it and experience it, then why do I need to come along and tack on an arbitrary punishment? Yeah, but see, when I was 14, I would not have told you that porn was hurting me in some way. You don't think? You wouldn't have felt bad about it? I did feel bad, I think. Only because of the rules? I don't know. That's hard to say because you had the rules. Yeah. I at least couldn't couldn't articulate for you like I can now Mm -hmm. all the ways that porn can damage you right and has damaged me i would have misattributed i would have said yeah i feel guilty you know or mm-hmm. whatever hmm. but i wouldn't have said it's changing how i view women it's uh affecting how i'm going to handle relationships in the future i wouldn't have said any of that you mm-hmm. know? interesting even though it could have all been true um yeah that's a good question i just don't know and and then and then you get into the whole discussion of like we've been talking at as though each child is the same. Yeah. And that's not the case, obviously. So you'd want to tailor it to how they're responding, how contrite are they, and like to still come down with the band hammer regardless of contrition level would be pretty wild, I think. Yeah, do you... Well, let me ask you that. Do do you already uh, temper your punishments based on visible remorse? Absolutely. Okay. Particularly in the opposite direction. Uh, when punishment is, ramps up if they are smug. If there is obstinance, oh boy. <laughs> but if like Hannah cries and apologizes, I'm so sorry. I really, mm-hmm. I'm really sorry. Then I make it a point to still include some consequence. Mm-hmm. But it is. They never get off totally scot free. That's right. Yeah. But it is not as bad as they would have thought. Can I ask you one more thing? Sure. Not just to this because it's become pick Clint's brain on parenting. <laughs> But I think it's interesting. Melissa and I have talked about this as well. Listen, when I grew up, I got smacked, like spanked. Mm-hmm. Uh, my parents never used a implement. A switch. They always said they wanted to be able to feel how hard they were hitting me. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. It's very out of vogue in 2021 to be smacking your kids. I don't feel at all damaged by it. I don't resent it. I understood it. I understood how the system worked. I yeah. knew. I will get smacked if I do That's this. right. Um, that's super important just as a just that you said that the uh, consistency of it mm-hmm. um 
Yeah, it was, I mean, it was never just anger. Out of that, yeah. any parenting book would tell you that. That's not. Yeah. That's just good theory right there. Yeah, yeah. Don't do it out of anger. And it can be hard because you're angry. You will get angry. Oh yeah. And so you've got to do something to like calm yourself down. Yeah. And then go do the punishment where you can deliver it in a level-headed way. Yeah, yeah. I of course have failed on some occasions, but yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's, it's listen. People listening to this might be mm-hmm. so upset that I'm even talking about it. but as a possibility Mm -hmm. but listen it's just how i was raised and i wasn't i don't think i was damaged by it maybe there's psychologists out there who would say otherwise and Mm -hmm. i don't know what's your when you say punishment does it vary based on the crime are they cruel and unusual or is it just a timeout or is it the same punishment for every crime what's your what's Uh, the neptune strategy the spanking has occurred when and this is i think this is correct just trying to think back of when we've done it um on how to describe it it's when the consequences for the misdeed are extremely severe um so jack let's say we're in the backyard and we have a pretty like clear rule do not go toward the front yard i mean sarah for whatever reason we're just very afraid of them getting hit by a car yeah we live on a 45 mile per hour road it would be really easy yeah uh it would take Jack a good like 14 seconds probably to run out to the road, maybe less. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we still we'd have some time, but not a ton. And mm-hmm. so it has it's a very like we just don't do it. And there was a time when Jack come back, Jack come back, and he's not. And so now one of us has to spring off the porch and catch him mid driveway. Yeah. Okay. And so in that moment, I delivered two very swift, firm yeah. blows to the rear end. But they wouldn't have hurt as much mm-hmm. as a car. That's right. And I wanted it to be super clear that this is not okay. What you're never do this. Never do this. Um, it will hurt a lot. I don't know. Um, huh. I just don't know if the tool of timeout would have worked. Yeah, right. Like, okay, now you go to your room. <clears throat> what? Just, yeah. You know what I mean? So I think it's contextual in some I way. I think in those cases, it makes sense. When like life and limb are on the table for your misdeeds. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Is that fair? Now a run. Of the, I think it's fair. A run-of-the-mill social scuffle, yeah, uh, is usually met with timeout. Right. I can't think of a time when I've spanked over like a f- uh, like talking back or attitude or something. No. Yeah. Because I think that's normally um, that will be a version of the consequence they'll get later. Does that make sense too? Like the punishment in both yeah. cases oh, yeah. was a scaled down version of what you will meet as an adult. Excellent. Excellent. So, so when you were about to get nailed by a car and die, instead, instead you got nailed by a, a dad hand, big meat paw. Yeah. In a way that's not actually going to harm you. Yeah. It's meant to startle shock you. Yeah. And I'm not like, I'm that. not closed fist across the face, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's an open palm on the rear end. Yeah. And then with the timeout thing, Smaller version of what would happen if you're an adult who gave everybody attitude. Right. You would be in an involuntary, indefinite timeout. Yeah, yeah. in your room where you're not invited to stuff. <laughs> yeah. Nobody wants you around if you're going to be like Call that. me crazy. I mean, I'd love to, some, I mean, I don't know if anyone will, but to write in and offer whether this is truly damaging mm. or to comment on, I actually have not read that before. I just kind of made that up just now. No, it, I, but it's interesting. I haven't either. It sounds like it could work. As a as a theory of punishment, scale down 
what the yeah. natural consequence would be that you're trying to avoid. Yeah. And give them a small dose of that. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, mate, that's all a vaccine is in the end. Yeah. You know? That's great. Vaccinating your kids against misdeeds. It's <laughs> a good uh, subtitle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, did we cover everything we wanted to? I mean, I have, I've just sort of been firing questions. I, I still have more. And we'll oh, that's, so, that's a huge to about, topic, but. man. But that's a good starting point. So we, we did um, what is the goal to create mm-hmm. a virtuous person? We looked at how does that relate to behavior? And are there certain things that will just you'd end up not being virtuous if you were exposed to or practiced mm-hmm. at what age to you know, bring that up mm-hmm. with the kids. And I think it, your point was when they get the internet, whenever they're about to get free internet access, they better be equipped. That's like for, the deadline. Yeah, I think the deadline, I think that's the deadline. That's it's just, interesting. It's like launching them into the wild west. Yeah. 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 Well, if you have any preferred parenting advice that, uh, yeah, if you got words of wisdom for me, I'm sure there are more, but that relate to what we were talking about. We'd love to hear from you. So you can reach us at mailbag at opentotruth.com. Feel free to leave a comment on the YouTube channel. And uh, if you'd like to read about ideas, love for you to subscribe to the blog. Really trying to grow that mm-hmm. that sucker. Uh, so you can do that at opentotruth.com slash subscribe or slash blog. We'll have a link to that in the description. Yeah. So you can just go ahead and click that link. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's right. Well, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching, guys. We'll see you next time. Stay curious. <laughs>